0: Welcome to another episode of Know Your Neighbor. I'm Allison Geist with United Way of Northeast Georgia, and I'm joined today by my co-host Wit Richardson. And we're excited to have the opportunity today to speak with Steve and Mandy from Three Porch Farm. Three Porch Farm is a flower and now additional vegetable and other farm in Madison County. They have created a sustainable farm that has allowed them to not only create um, additional power resources for their neighbors, but have established themselves as a place that helps our planet and helps create an environment of sustainability and growth and collaboration. And we're excited to hear from them and hope you are as well. So without further ado, let's tune in. Welcome to Steve and Mandy from Three Porch Farms. We are honored that you are coming to join us and to tell us more about what you guys have going on. So welcome.
1: So Steve and Mandy, I've just been a big fan of what I've heard about going on at the farmer's market. Could you tell me a little bit about the Athens farmer's market culture, that sense of community and what that's meant for you?
2: Um, yeah, the Athens community, the farmer's market, uh, really, it was kind of a selling point for us as to where we wanted to, to start our farm. Uh, I used to uh, live in Athens about 20 years ago, went to UGA for horticulture, and uh, had uh, worked on a farm, which we did the farmer's market, and um, just fell in love with the market community, just very loyal loving, supportive group of people that surprised me then, still surprise me now for how they just show up for their farmers again and again and again. Um, So yeah, just great family community dynamics over there. Uh, Yeah, everyone just kind of seems to have each other's back in a way that is really special for the community. So yeah, we, we really love that market.
1: That's awesome. Every time I get a feeling for that, I'm like, we've got to get this feeling for the broader community because it is is such a tight knit group that in that community. Tell me a little bit about your farm and where it's located and is it like a hundred percent sustainable farm? What does that mean?
3: So we started in 2011. We're on a little under nine acres in the outskirts of Comer. Um, in Madison County, in Georgia, we grow, for the past number of years, we've grown predominantly flowers, certified nationally grown, which is very uh, similar standards to organic, almost exactly the same, and had shied away from veggies and fruit that we used to produce. But during the time of uh, the pandemic, we, we decided to shift that percentage a little bit back more towards um, food for our community, uh, our immediate neighbors, our families, uh, food security for ourselves, you know, canning. Yeah, in restaurants, we've been trying to donate a bunch to struggling restaurants just to support them through this really challenging time. Um, Growing a little medicine too, little turmeric, little um, ginger for immune boosting properties. But um, yeah, so the farm itself is, as I said, about a little under nine acres. We grow on probably five and a half of it. We've got maybe seven uh, greenhouses, We've got five vehicles that run on recycled vegetable oil. Um, It's a plant-based fuel. It's not something that contributes more carbon to the atmosphere. And we have, I think, somewhere around 36 kilowatts of solar panels. We've got solar on every roof we possibly have. I've built extra buildings just to have more roof for solar. um, We're overproducing. I think we produce somewhere around enough for eight average Households in the United States and that's that's more than we use. So we actually sell a lot back to the grid um, Just to provide as much green energy as we can um, so our neighbors get to use those happy little sunny electrons um, and I mean you ask If we're completely sustainable, I, I don't even know if that's possible. We do everything in our power to, to try and um, address our, you know, the demands that we put on energy systems and our output. So we, we try to be as conscientious as possible. We make it our priority. Our motto is principles before profits. So we, we have put our own paychecks um, on the back burner for the better part of a decade so that we could reinvest everything we possibly could into being as green as we possibly could. Um, our our feeling is that businesses have a lot bigger impact on the world than individuals, and the kind of standard approach for business in in the United States and, and more in the capitalist world is if you are trying to do something good, generally you make money at all costs regardless of whatever, you know, resources, whether that's people or planet that get exploited to do so, and then at the end of that, once you're a billionaire, then you start donating to good causes to you know, kind of green up your name and feel good about yourself. But we feel that that's kind of backwards and we wanted to make every step of the process of our business, everything that we touch and impact, um, as thoughtful and responsible along the way as possible. We just feel that that's, that's a better approach and that's kind of the world we want to see. So we're trying to be a, a
1: small slice of the world we wish existed. That's awesome. So I guess to reach that holistic mindset, how do you think you accomplished that? Like, it, it, was, it was it a gradual process? I mean, man, do you think like your horticulture degree helped or like, how did you kind of get that holistic mindset of us instead of ourselves?
2: Uh, I got into organics probably like Midway through my, my, my high school career, just, you know, just being aware of what was happening. I think it started with like deodorant, you know, I was like, what's going on with this deodorant? And then that led to one thing, led to another. And then I found myself in, you know, figuring out what I was going to do in college and knew that I wanted to work outside. I wanted to do something with the environment in mind, um, got into farming Again, just my education of, of seeking knowledge of, um, you know, figuring out what was the healthy thing to eat, what was the healthier way to go about doing certain things, led me into the organic farming. I met Steve when he was actually coming through Athens on a school bus that was powered by waste vegetable oil. And so he and I became friends a couple years down the road. We reunited. He had just a list of things that he had been doing as far as renewable energy, renewable fuels um, and so we just really put it was like day two of us being together honestly, and we just wrote had a book and sort of writing down all these plans of how we could just combine our passions with our um, with the desires that we wanted to see happen in the world. so I think
3: the underlying theme is that we recognize that. We're a global community. We're a local community, but we're a global community, and everybody's actions affect everything around them. And things do truly ripple out and, and impact things you can't imagine. So we, we try to be thoughtful of of every action because we know there's a lot of repercussions out there, and nothing can be 100% good. But you know we do make a concerted effort to try and be as thoughtful and have as much integrity in our operation as possible.
1: I wish more people thought like
2: you. Well, we hope that, you know, they kind of see little bits and pieces of what we do and, um, you know, say, oh, I can do that. It's been, it has been so amazing to see our customers, you know, on our sign uh, for the market, it says, you know, solar powered. And so many people are like, oh, so you use the sun to grow your plants. I say, no, 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 no. It's not what we, we do, but we have solar panels and this is why. And throughout the years of, just people simply asking the question of what does solar power mean? That has turned into so many folks getting solar on their house. You know, they just thought that it was still this kind of 1980s solar world, and it's just so much more advanced than I mean, kind of like how we first started hearing about solar panels and things. And so they have you know, looked to see that we can make it happen, and they put panels onto their house and then suddenly they come back and they say oh my gosh our neighbors are now asking us about solar they're able to tell their neighbors and now their neighbors are getting solar so that has really been gosh just so amazing it's kind of been the point we we want to sort of set this example and hope that other people do follow and just see like if we can do it they can do it
3: one of the underlying things we we hope is communicated um, through our Instagram and through people just knowing us and, and seeing us at the farmer's market is, um, you know, we, we serve to be, we hope to be somewhat of an example in, in showing that the investment in doing things the right way has a, a little bit more of a lag on on the return on investment. But when it does come around, it's better.
0: So in addition to teaching people about solar energy, how to be more sustainable in their life, how they can um, minimize their impact, negative impact on our planet. Right now, you're probably getting a lot of inquiries or how to sustain a garden or to grow their own uh, fruits and vegetables. I'm curious if this has been an inquiry and what you've been telling people. Um, Each spring,
2: we have a big plant sale where we sell just a ton of veggie starts, all of that. This year, you know, and that's usually our big open house. We give everyone a tour. We talk garden. We fill we our guts, basically. Um, talk solar. And this year, because of the pandemic, it was actually, we had to do it all online. And it happened to be our best plant sale yet because so many people were just like, oh my goodness, I need control of my food. Like I need a garden. I need to figure this out. And so all summer has just been so amazing to see everyone taking control of their food and food security and starting their gardens. And they're realizing that, oh my gosh, this is so much harder than I ever thought that it was. And it's so much more satisfying and it's completely alleviating stress. And I mean, it's been just all over the board. And at the end of it, everyone has just been crazy excited about what they have accomplished and so along this the past couple of months i've just been answering questions i try to do just a few tutorials on things just to show folks you know do this do this little tips and whatnot and uh, we actually decided to have a fall plant sale it's just been amazing to see how many folks now are like they're in it they're like and now we're having a fall garden like no, you know i've always planted tomatoes but now i'm gonna plant cabbage you know so it's like this next level of them taking control of their food security and you know curious about it and um eager to ed- educate themselves and i've just i've opened up the, the door of, you know ask questions like let's let's talk about it let's let's figure it out it's not dreamy like you think that it is but it's extremely rewarding and it's that has i guess been like really a big gift in this year is, is seeing folks and see kind of like a little slice of what it's like to live the dream.
0: (laughs) Now you guys have a big farm, Um, whether you think it's big or not. I think Man Acres is a pretty big farm Um, and that's a lot to handle. So can you tell us a little bit about what y'all's individual roles are? How many people you got working with you? What that looks like?
2: Um, So I would say I am field Manager, uh, I basically am um, the crop planner. I mean, obviously we, you know, we're constantly talking and communicating and all of that. But um, I'm definitely more the the field, the seeds, the the growing, the prepping for markets, um, that sort of aspect. Steve is
3: logistics, um, maintenance, repair, building. Um, you know,
2: accountant, electrician, plumber.
3: Uh, Sales. I did manage all of our (laughs) markets when we were doing markets, but we've we've stepped away from that and gone into uh, shipping and we put in a farm store. So I'm heading up the shipping. Uh, It's good to be kind of a jack of all and master of none. Um, You know, you want to head towards mastery as much as you can with things, but you got to be able to do a hundred different things pretty good because um, otherwise you have to have a lot of money to be able to hire everything out. So,
0: and
2: that was all skills really that were learned out of desperation and on the site. I mean, didn't come into this farm of him knowing, you know, how to completely build a house from the, gr- or a building from the ground up and all, all that it entails. Like, uh, often joke that I want him to write a book of how to build it title it, how to build a farm off of YouTube videos and Google searches because that's what it is it's just it's been a constant education and you have to again like you can't just call the plumber for something because the margins aren't there like you gotta you know figure it out and also like that generally needs to happen right now Uh so you can't wait to schedule an appointment you know if your cooler is out for some reason like you need to figure out how to put it on figured out right now or you're going to lose your crop that's you know taking six months to grow that's in the cooler waiting to go to market so um it's been oh my gosh just a massive amount of learning and skill set building which is yeah yeah Yeah. we came in with
3: a decent set of tools intellectual skill sets but uh they definitely needed to be improved upon and I don't know how people farm before YouTube, well, I guess you know if you if you inherited the farm from parents and grandparents, that knowledge was passed on, but if you're trying to start kind of from scratch like most people that are getting into farming now, YouTube is so helpful and any any farm group you can get into then have those forums and those friend networks that can tell you, oh this happened to me i you should try that sort of thing that's
2: reinventing the wheel just is like not that's about it right yeah crew is definitely a part of our family uh that we just love them we think about them with every single step of our business um we couldn't do it without them they
3: we did do it without them but it was it was, it was hellacious it was, it was the <laughs> worst it was the worst like five years of our life. i mean it was just insane uh 105 hours a week in fifth gear trying to build everything i mean we just never slept there was was nothing but work bringing in good people was is what made it so that we were sustainable in the sense that we could emotionally physically spiritually continue to do this um you know into the future and that's that's a really important um note on sustainability that i don't think gets addressed as much is burnout um starting any small business is incredibly hard but uh, farming i think adds a, an extra layer to to that and um If you can't bring in good people, you're making it harder on yourself. Mm -hmm.
0: So how has everything looked this year? How has everything shifted for you guys work-wise?
2: Yeah, we're basically doing everything we never thought we would do (laughs) this year. Our year is 100% different than we ever have done, and it's literally everything we said we would never do. And we're doing this CSAs
3: you know? shipping CSA
2: farm like store yeah, yeah it's all um, but because of COVID it's just completely flipped us upside down and had to um, adapt and yeah change had to adapt but then it comes again with like a good crew like everybody's on board with it and let's make it happen and let's do it and so it's been like fun and. Pleasurable and yeah, we've managed to just keep each other's spirits up going through. Our
3: customers have been really grateful because you know there's a lot of people that don't feel safe going out to farmers markets, going to grocery stores, going to flower shops. They're maybe they're you know in a particular high risk group or they just want to play it safe with their health. So us providing a, a farm store where they don't have to see anybody and it's open air, um, it's 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 been met with a lot of gratitude from the community and the fact that we can ship too um, so people can send gifts to people that they love that are going through hard times anywhere in the country um, and share these flowers that they've been talking about to their mom or their sister for you know, the last few years. Uh, we've gotten a lot of great feedback on that too. So mm-hmm. the pivoting has been weird, but it's also, there's been some silver linings there and it's been a kind of a fun process, you know,
0: Again,
2: changing
0: it up. <laughs> being adaptive is good i'm glad that you guys have embraced it and it's been fun um i i think it's you know it's hard right now but it sounds like you guys have really taken the reins of it and just rode rode well with it and i'm excited to see all you guys have coming up now am i correct in thinking this dahlia share you guys are doing with the chameleon is that right
2: yeah they, they are an option that you can tack on um some pastries and some fresh bread with them. And they also used to do the Athens Farmer's Market. It's been kind of nice to see Comer shine a little bit. Like, they have such a big following that folks are driving out from Athens, and we're just so people can tack on, you know, orders with each other. And then we've got um, Jimmy over here at Neat Pieces Antiques. He's just, like, the best antique store ever. He's in Carlton. And so we've sort of just like been plugging everyone to make this chain of you know go to the Cumerian, buy some treats, and pick up your order here at the farm, and then you know go there, and then head over to Watson Mill, and so many people. And even when I lived in Athens, you just don't realize what is just twenty minutes down the road. And so it's been really fun to bring so many people out to do these very safe, social distance
0: experiences in Madison County. <laughs> You've been doing a lot, a lot of business, a lot of work, but are you doing something fun that has been not necessarily work-related, but that has really brought you some excitement or some joy lately? Uh, we have pretty
2: much just locked ourselves into
0: the farm. We
2: go and pick up an order the Camarion on Saturday mornings and then go and social distance with my parents over in Colbert. But other than that, like we haven't, gone to the grocery store since early March. We've just, we're just hunkered down, but we um, have a little golf cart that we usually use for the farm we just like cruise around the weekends and uh, he's been playing more music and I've been creating things and-
3: Reading books. Reading books. Talking to family.
2: Laying in a hammock. Got in a hammock
3: a few times. <laughs> I mean, these are the things that we were never able to do because weekends were so filled with market chores. And so now that we're not doing markets this year, we've we've had personal space that we we had forfeited for the better part of a decade and it's it's been it's been the biggest silver lining to hang out with her and just be like hey instead of this 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 you know all these items off the list that have to be checked off and sorted through we're just we can be humans together instead of just
2: like the other day i almost got bored (laughs) Like for a second, I was like, am I bored? Is that what this is? And it was really confusing. And then of course I filled it right up with something else, but um, it happened for like a split second of what do I do now? So that was really cool.
3: (laughs) That's hilarious. It's a low bar for fun apparently.
0: (laughs) Thank you guys for spending time with us. We are so grateful for this and we hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks to Stephen Mandy from Three Porch Farm, and to my co-host Wit Richardson, and to all of you for listening in to another episode of Know Your Neighbor. We hope you enjoyed getting to know Stephen Mandy and learning more about a great farm in our region. If you are curious about checking them out, signing up for one of their upcoming events, or for getting some flowers delivered, you can visit them at threeporchfarm.com. That's the number three porchfarm.com. And for all of you who are interested in finding out more about our community in the Northeast Georgia region and seeing how you can plug in, we would love to hear from you. You can visit our website at UnitedWay unitedwaynega.org to learn more. You can also always email me at ageist at org. That's A-G-E-I-S-T at unitedwaynega.org. Until next week, We hope you'll live united.